have secrets. We all have sins to confess. Not ready for Judgment Day. Absolve yourself on Primal Confessions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Primal Confessions. My name is Glenn, and next to me, as always, is Ashley. What's up, you beautiful people? What's up, the beautiful people, the beautiful people? <laughs> wow, 32 seconds in, and you're already <laughs> turning into a dork on me. <laughs> a storky dorky. Alright, guys, I'm going to give you a call to action. I'm going to do it a few times during the show, but uh, here in the beginning, we want you to, if you have any confessions, any juicy stories, anything that you want to tell us, please email us at primalconfessionspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to call into the show, dial 916-420-0697. And always follow us on Facebook at Primal Confessions. Give us those secrets. Yeah, give us those secrets, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, and we're not only on Anchor here. We are on several different platforms. We are on, if you want to listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker. Is it Breaker or Breaker? I think it's Breaker. All right, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Catch us on any of those platforms and listen to all of our juicy little details. Oh, and they are juicy. And tonight it gets even juicier. I don't know if I'd call it juicier. I think we're moving into a new realm of podcast. We're moving into a dark realm of podcast. (laughs) I mean, I I, I know that you were concerned um, before the podcast. You were like, you know what, we're getting ready to tell a story that might have and could have certain ramifications for somebody. Yeah. And I told you that we re- we're, we're journalists. You know, we, re- we report the news, we report what people tell us, and what people tell us is news, and, and we'll be fine on this. Now, our, our writer, Thomas, may not be as fine as us as far as what he decides to do, and if he decides to take our advice or not take our advice, or there could be, honestly, there could be some legal ramifications. But um, we'll just have to go with the flow and continue on. And we're not we're not putting any judgment on on the people who write in or call. We're just telling their side of the story. Exactly. Our job is to tell your story, whether it's good. Bad or ugly, we will tell your story. All right, should we dive right in there? Do you want to dive right in there? Yeah, I think we better get this out. This poor man has has had this, you know, under his belt for too long, and it's just eating away at him. It's been too long. <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Karaoke over here tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Glenn over here with the tequila microphone. Oh yeah, it's good tequila, by the way. Casadores. Yeah. yeah, I only buy the good I, stuff. I'm going to get to the next bottle, by the way. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking up all my stash. No, I uh, I don't mind at all. I'm a good little host. All you're, right. You're a great host. Oh, thank you. All right, Thomas. We got Thomas here. Sent in an email. 36 years old from Hurricane Utah. You ever been to Hurricane Utah? I've never been to... I don't think I've been to Utah, period. 
I've driven through it. It's actually really beautiful, minus the dry counties where there's nothing going on. That's sad, but you know what it is? The Mormon state, so... Yeah, I was I was raised Mormon, so I also went to Brigham Young University. Oh, right on. I did homeschool through that. You can have 27 wives, but you can't have a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> or a beer. <laughs> or a Coke. Yeah, you can't have a Coke. I remember when I uh, found out I was getting baptized Mormon... And I went to the back of the soccer field at school and I said, shit, fuck, cock, balls, everything I could think of because I knew that was the last chance I was going to have to say any of those words because once you get baptized, you can't do anything bad again and that's what was told to me. So I just really went back there and celebrated it. Did it scare you? Uh, it did. You know, because at that age I was, you know, you know, entertaining the idea of possibly having sex someday. I always knew I was going to get tattoos. Like, I was just kind of one of those off kids. So it was a little scary, you know, being eight years old and then the Mormon church saying, hey, you're old enough to decide, you know, what what you want to do with your, with which direction you're going in your faith. And I just, at eight years old, I'm thinking about T-ball. So. That's scary at eight years old. I mean, what do you do at eight years old? My Little Pony, I mean. You drink Coke. Yeah. Until you get baptized. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Thomas Hurricane, Utah 36. So he, uh, he was on plenty of fish. You know, swiping, oh is it, do they swipe on there? I you don't know, know what? how it works. It depends on, if you're on the, um, I only know this because I've done plenty of fish. Because you're a hoe. I'm a hoe. <laughs> I'm a hoe. You know, I'm a hoe. Um, you can, on the, on the app on your phone, you could swipe left or right, or they got the little X button or the little heart button, and you could do that on... Uh, the websites you can hit like a, a little heart icon, but to answer your question, yes. Okay. Uh, that's a long answer. Basic same concept. Yes. All right. So he was on plenty of fish. He met this girl. He wants her to remain anonymous, so we're not going to say her name. Can we give her a name though? Like any name whatsoever. Barbie. All right. Let's call her Barbie. All right, Barbie. All right. So he takes her. Um, Putt-putt golfing. Alright, boring. Which I want to say. Yeah, it is a little boring. In fact, any man that has ever taken me to a putt-putt golf course, we've both left in tears. I am the worst person to take golfing. I will sit there and ridicule and humiliate you, throw the stick. Oh, shit, birth control alarm. Throw the stick. (laughs) Sometimes I forget. Um... You know, like, hit the ball into the lake. You know, I'm just, I'm not a putt-putter, so I was a little disappointed that when I hear people take people to putt-putt on a first date. But, anyways, he takes her to putt-putt. They go can the... you talk during the putt-putt? I mean, is it something that you can, like, get to know somebody? Yeah, my dad used to take mushrooms and do it with his buddies, so they said they had a good time. Alright. You know, you talk, you shout, you do whatever the hell you want to do. Some putt-putt places have full bars. That is the kind of putt-putt place I want to go to. Yeah, I know the driving range here in, um, what is that, Lincoln? Roseville? Oh, yeah, the uh, uh, um, t- t- Top Line or something? Top Golf? Top Golf, there you top go. Top Golf? Yeah. Yeah, they got a full bar, and they got food and shit. Oh, right on. So so they go to this putt-putt, they go have drinks, they're really hitting it off, right? They immediately start dating. They, the chemistry is just phenomenal with these two, right? They date for three years... Before uh, before they got married, and then now they're expecting a little girl. Oh, how yeah. sweet! That's wonderful. Congratulations to uh, Thomas and Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, Barbie. Way to go. 
So anyway, um, he's he's scared to tell her that on their first date something absolutely horrible happened, and she has no recollection of it whatsoever. Well, inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, yeah. He well, apparently this is this is his words. He slipped her a roofie when they went back to her house for drinks. He took advantage of her, and she doesn't remember anything. She even called him the next day to tell him she had a great time, which he then explained that he left her sleeping on the couch and said that she seemed way too tipsy and fell asleep during the movie. Uh-oh. So he, he's throwing this all out right now because he's he's throwing back the idea of telling her of coming clean but he's he's absolutely uh, afraid because it could risk him losing his family not only losing his family but it could risk losing his freedom too yeah that's a big deal that's a big big deal and, and, and you know what Thomas I'm not judging you we do not pass judgment here we are not God although we have God complexes sometimes but um, we do not pass judgment. We just read the emails as they come in. But um, in my vast array of research and over this subject matter, um, I wanted, and you and I talked, and, and, and I asked, you know, about roofies. I asked about ecstasy. I asked about, you know, GHB and all that kind of stuff. And I used to take, I used to do GHB like every day. GHB gamma hydroxybutyrate. And I used to take GHB every day. It would make my eyes feel like they were floating in my head and everything was like wah, 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 wah. And it was just a wonderful drug to take. It was originally made for bodybuilders to take to relax after a good bodybuilding session. Let me ask you something. After you took all these roofies every single day, did you ever get ass raped? No, because it didn't do to me what... It did not make me pass out. I mean, I did sleep on it. It did not make me immediately pass out. It did not... It had a reverse effect on me. Um, I, you're not supposed to take it with alcohol. I took it with alcohol in 7-Up because it tastes like freaking window cleaner. And I can only say that because whatever window cleaner smells like, that's what it tasted like. Um... And I used to do this every single day, and it was a wonderful time in my life. And I was like, well, that's not a roofie. And you were like, well, yeah, GHB is a freaking roofie. And I'm like, well, what's the difference between roofie and a freaking ecstasy? And then you and I had a, a banter about that. Mm -hmm. So I looked it up, and I wanted to know what a roofie was. And here is the specific definition of what a roofie is. A tablet of powerful benzodiazepine sedative, and hypnotic drug not licensed for medical use in the U.S. So, a sedative. Okay. He gave this girl a sedative. Is that like uh, in the tranquilizer realm? Sedative, tranquilizer? I would say so, yes. Okay. Judging by my research, yes. Okay. So, have, have you ever been roofing? No, but uh, I remember all my friends would would take it for fun, like recreationally, and yeah. like they'd all be like passed out everywhere. But I just never did it. I just I saw one kid do too much, and he was foaming at the mouth. And my mom found him on the side of the highway, laying there, thought he was dead, and it was enough to keep me out of the GHB realm. I loved it. And I did take ecstasy one time though, and all I did was lay on my tummy on a bed and laugh. 
I took a half an ecstasy pill. Paris's mother, um, what's her name again? Uh, whore. Um, Ooh, ouch. Yes, whore. This is a judgment-free zone. I know, moment. but I can judge her because <laughs> I was with this woman for years. But anyway, uh, I won't say her name, but her name is Michelle. And, um, <laughs> and, um, she, we were in, um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and one night we took ecstasy, and she said it's either heroin, if, if, what, I don't even know if she's telling the truth. Like it was cut with something? Cut with heroin or cut with, um, cocaine or something like that. Anyways, she broke the pill in half, she took half, I took half. Excuse me. And honestly, I didn't have that fuzzy feel-good feeling. I didn't have that, you know, oh, touch me and touch me, squeeze me, please me, um, euphoric. Oh, I did. I, I, I didn't. Did you take a whole pill? Uh-huh. I, I, I probably should have took and, took and taken the whole pill. Yeah, yeah. I, it was definitely a warm, fuzzy feeling downstairs. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Ha! <laughs> Uh, let me ask you a question. And I know we've been talking about it, but I want to ask you, so our viewers, because we had this conversation, what is the difference between a roofie and ecstasy? Well, one's a sedative and one's a, like you said, and ecstasy is, uh... Oh, shit. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, man. Ecstasy is more for sexual pleasure... You're awake during ecstasy. You know what's going on during ecstasy. With the roofie, you're knocked the F out. Yeah, yeah, I know that much. So, that would be my difference between. Now, let me ask you this. And we've read this email over and over and over again. We've talked about this in... I mean, we, we've spent the past, I don't know, five days talking about this. And we've... Ask ourselves many questions, but let me and I and I want you as the the listener, because I've got fifteen questions here, and I want you as the listener to engage in our questions. I want you to get on our Facebook, and I want you to be like, "Hey man, I listen to your show and X, Y, and Z." I want you to email us at you know any time that that, that that you want to, and you can give us your comments, your questions, and concerns. At Primal Confessions Podcast at gmail.com. And let's talk about this. But I have a serious question here. Well, this is a serious subject matter. Is this considered rape? Well, she, you know, what's the definition of rape? Penetration without consent? So, I, would, I would say so. Okay, well, he said that he, he did. He did follow through. He did take advantage of her. And he did not have her permission, so I feel but like... But in her roofy state, did she be like, Oh, baby, yes. Oh, baby, yes. I mean, we don't know what happened that night. And I, and I, and I, folks, listen to me. I am not advocating this at all. I am not advocating a roofie at all. I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. What if she was coming on to him after he roofied her and he thought that was okay to do? Well, it sounds like... You know, he's writing in because he knows it was wrong and he's scared to tell her. So, I think it was considered date rape. Date rape. And on on a date rape, I uh, there there was a listener that um, 
wrote in, and they emailed us a story on their, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? How you say, no. <laughs> <coughs> um, experience, their experience with date rape. So I am going to read you verbatim, and some of it, I don't know if they use voice to text or whatever, but some of it is a little obscure. But I'm going to read you verbatim this email because I put on our Facebook page that we are doing a show tonight on date rape. And if you have any stories, please email us. And this is an email from somebody in Dallas, Texas that I will not name because they asked explicitly and specifically, please do not use my name. I'm not even going to give her a name. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to respect her wishes, and here's what it said. Well, you didn't fucking respect Barbie's stick face. Well, you know what? Barbie, that's not her name. All right, all right. I didn't respect Michelle, either. You never do. No, absolutely not. Basically, I was sleeping on my friend's couch because she was going to leave her disabled son alone in winter with a gas stove for heat... She, so they use the gas stove as heat, and I feel that sleep on the couch was going to have sex regardless. So I knew her son would wake up to get hurt, so I drove 30 minutes and stayed over and was asleep on the couch. So basically, what, what she's saying here is her friend was going to have sex with her son there, and she's going to have sex on the couch, and she didn't want her friend to do that. So she went over there and stayed the night and watched her friend. And so I, I'm, I'm giving you tidbits of what's going on here, and I'm going to explain to you what she told me because I, uh, she gave us her phone number, and I talked to her on the phone for about an hour afterwards. So, uh, on the couch, my boyfriend was best friends with her husband and got on top of me and moved my shorts over and held me down and was choking me and I was pinned down and was blacked out. I was able to free a portion of legs, kick him in the jewelry box, and he freed me and ran out. And guess what? I broke up with him. Now my best friend's husband liked me a lot and was trying to pressure me to have sex with him. My apartment was a minute away and I was sick with laryngitis. And my voice was nothing that came out was broken. And I asked a friend if she could pick up my order. And was behind her house in a restaurant. And took my meds for my illness. And could not drive safely. Well, the husband showed up and came in. And I thought nothing of it. He put the soup on the counter. And I went to show him out. And he grabbed me, twisted out of his grasp. And went to put a table between me and him. And as I went to get a fire poker... And I don't remember how I was in a night. Oops, I hit the wrong. Jesus, a fire I, poker? A fire freaking poker, dude. Jesus. He got a hold of me, bit me over the table, and had sex with me as revenge on his wife cheating on him. And I felt dirty and horrible. Later, a year later, he told his wife I seduced him and others... And she drove three hours down to Austin with an axe, rang my doorbell at 10 p.m., and I, I was opening the door 
there was a chain on her door, and so there, the, she opened the door, and you could see a little bit out, outside the door. And when I saw the axe, I closed it, locked it, ran upstairs, and my flip phone, okay, it was 2009, and the phone froze, and was trying to get a look at the battery and called the police. It took forever for them to come, and I went on, and her husband drove her back home, and then he filed a false report with CPS saying that my entire family had sex with her disabled son oh and was investigated, God. scared out of my mind. It's all new to me. And a few weeks later, and then she said that, and then she talks about the email to me and all that kind of stuff. So, that was, um, I believe she used voice to text on that, so that it was a little jarbled and a little garbled, but you get the gist of the story that the husband had sex with her and tried to blame it on her, saying that she seduced him. That is wow. a real-life date rape freaking story that we got from a listener. I thank you, listener, for sending that to us, but that is effed up. Fire pokers and axes? I'm just waiting to like hear somebody say... I mean, say... this is sliver and freaking uh, fatal attraction all wrapped up into one. Yeah, I'm thinking about The Shining with that axe, man. Shit. Oh, man. Stanley Kubrick. Excellent. Excellent director and writer. All right. So, should he have come clean with her in the beginning? I feel like if he would have, he would have, one, gotten in trouble, and two, he wouldn't have, uh, he wouldn't have been able to, to, to date her and. And um, maybe maybe he thought that his chances he doesn't wouldn't have any chances with her. That's why he did what he did. So do you think that he thought that she was out of his league? I think so. I mean, why else would a man roofie a woman? Oh well, there's a hundred reasons why you'd roofie somebody. You know, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. I mean, the thrill of the hunt, primal. Yeah, but it's not really primal if you're like a freaking rhino chasing an ant. No, but why know? did Ted Bundy do what he did? Well, because he's a Virgo. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <clears throat> Is he really a Virgo? I think like 65% of serial killers are Virgos. Yeah. I don't know if he is. Don't quote me on that, well, ladies Scorpio, and gentlemen. I'm Scorpio, so I'm cool. And <laughs> We're not, our next podcast will be on, <laughs> on Scorpio astrology signs. No, um, so so you don't think he should have came clean with her in the beginning? I think that he sh- shit. I don't mean to say. Uh, I don't know. See, I think that it would have been the right thing to do, but I think that you know it's that's a scary thing to be like, hey, so I did this to you. You know, like there goes his life. You know, I can see why he didn't say anything. I'm not saying it was okay. I'm saying I can see why he would be spooked. You know, yeah. I mean, jail. Have you ever seen the food that they make there? That's unfortunately, up. yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> that's our next podcast. No. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if he should have told her. I mean, um, if, if he did, he could have said something like, "You know what." Um, I'm not proud of it, but last night I wanted to, you know, to get us in the mood, and I put something in your drink to get us in the mood. And I and, overdid it. And I overdid it. But, uh, you know, I mean, 
he he could have said something like that in the beginning. Like I'm not saying the next day, but I'm saying like maybe within the, the before next... they got married. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely before you get married. I would say something in the first six months. I mean, that she kind of married him under false pretenses in a way. You know, he's he's living a double life, and he's living living a secret life because. He's living a life of lies because he's lied to her for what were they dating? They dated for three years three before years. they got married, and they he didn't say how long they were married for, but they are expecting a child. There is a child involved. Is he considered a sexual predator? I don't know. Has this ever happened to him? I wish we could ask him like more than once. I mean, we have his phone number. I mean, we can call and ask him. I'm sure. I mean, unfortunately, he did not want to call in tonight because he said it was too emotional for him. And he was scared. Um, but in your mind, and in your assumption, do you think that he's a sexual predator? You know, I mean, he's... So, okay, so he's 36 now, so that means, let's say he was in his early, in his early 30s. Like 30, maybe even 29, right? When this happened? Mm-hmm. So, I think that... I think he just went overboard. I think that he put something in her drink. Maybe he put too much. She obviously regrets it. I don't know if he's done this to other people. So, I'm going to say it's a 50-50 shot that he is an actual sexual predator. I think... That he was just a horny little dude. Yeah, like in his 20... Like, just a dumb kid. Yeah. I mean, so... Well... No offense, Thomas. Uh, if he's 36 years old now, they stated that he'd been dating three years, that means he was probably being 32 years old when he did this. Well, we don't know how long he's been married for, so... That's true. And he's expecting... A, they're about to have a little girl, so that's nine months added on top of that. Okay, so he could have been in his 20s. He could have been 29, I feel, at the 28, youngest. 28, 29. Yeah, yeah, and we all know men in their 20s are dumb as shit. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, thank you for confirming that for all mankind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he did something that was... Uh, morally I, I, wrong. Morally wrong. I mean, he preyed upon her, and he took advantage of her that night. So, as a sexual predator... I'm going to say no, but as a predator, I'm going to say yes. I can agree with that, yeah. All right. And if you guys have an opinion on, you know, what we're talking about, and you want to just chime in and give your two cents, give us a call, 916-420-0697, or hit us up on Facebook. Primal Confessions. <laughs> and it, 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 we do have a name on, or an at Primal Confessions on Facebook. Okay. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Was this considered an illegal act? Absolutely. What? <laughs> is that even a question? Yes, it's a question. What that's do you what, think? That's why I asked it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's illegal. You can't, you can't drug somebody and then fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, that's illegal. Can you fuck them, then drug them? I think it's a, fine if, if you're, they're in agreement with it. I mean, some people like that kind of shit. Yeah, I have to agree with you. This was an illegal act. All right, good. Was that like a cut and dry question? Or <laughs> yeah, that was cut and I dry. I mean, like, are, are we done with if it? If there's any lawyers out there that disagree with us, <laughs> please call us. Eh? Um, if he tells her, should she divorce him? 
Ooh, that's a tough call. All right, let me ask She's you this. She's in love. I mean, they're in love. They're, they have a great marriage. They've got dynamite chemistry. They've been together three years, married, expecting a baby. I mean, they're, they're, they've got their whole lives, you know, ahead of them. I mean, something like this is going to completely wreck them, I think. So let me ask you this. Say you and I were dating, and you fell in love with me. You fell in love with my fucking ass, is what you really meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> and he fell in love with me, and so we got married, and... So I would be like your 11th wife. Go on. Uh, let me see here. Probably close. Um, and we're having a baby, and on our first year anniversary, I'm like, hey babe, let me tell you a story. And then I tell you the story of what I did to you the night that we very first met. What would you do to me? And we're in love. And we're in love. You love me. And we're expecting me. a baby. And we're expecting a baby. I mean, oh, man, you would be in the doghouse for a million years, but I don't know that I would be able to turn my feelings off that quick. But then again, that's a tough, tough situation. You know, like, this is the person that you're, like, supposed to be, you know, in partnership with, and you find out that they lied. You know, that's a big one for me. I don't fuck with the lying. I I was in love once, and I lied to that person one time. Oh, wow. Yeah, one time. And the lie was that I, he, he told me not to catch feelings, and I told him I didn't, and that was the lie. I caught feelings. What a dumbass. Wow. That was my only lie. So I'm big on not lying. So I think that you coming to me with a lie and a lie this heavy, I don't know. I think I would flip out. You'd be in the doghouse. And that would be something that at, I'd, I, that's only something. Being in that situation, you can decide if you're, you know, willing to look past a mistake like that. I mean, what about you? Um... You know, what if I roofied your ass and you woke up the next day and had, like, peanut butter all on your asshole and, like... There was, like, neighbor dogs in the house, and I had the video on the camera on the tripod. I mean, like, this story can go anywhere. How would you... <laughs> and you didn't know what happened. I said, oh, yeah, you got all drunk. Was and... there jelly or just peanut butter? Just peanut butter. Oh, man, dude. See, that's a deal breaker right there. Can't do peanut butter without jelly. You gotta lay off the sugar, Glenn. <laughs> oh, come... What? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Now you're giving me a freaking body complex. No, no, I mean because of diabetes. Oh, diabetes. So, but you're saying that and I'm drinking this sugar-filled tequila drink. Yeah, I know. Mmm. Well, to answer your question, um, I don't know. I think if I was in love, I would be like, thank you for telling me. Um, that was really jacked up, but if you were doing it to have the evening go a certain way... But you just overdid it, and you didn't mean to overdo it. I think I would probably use that to my advantage, like in arguments and stuff like that, and be like, "Okay." You hold it over their head for the rest of your life. Ah, uh, no, for a little bit though, for a little bit. Wow, you're that guy, huh? A little bit. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so let let's. And get we're it. not condoning this behavior. No, we're not. We're, we're not. not. We're just we're just talking. And, and and we're having fun. And you, you know what I do in in bad situations and in and in serious situations and in scary situations and in drama situations, I make fun. I call I cause jokes. I make fun. 
Um, it's probably the easiest way to get through it. And I that's think. how I deal with it. Yeah, I do and that's say. how I'm dealing with this show right now. I'm, I'm, I'm saying a lot of jokes and a lot of ha-ha funny funny stuff because that's how I'm dealing with it because I have... That's how you're wired. That's how I'm wired. And I mean, <laughs> I've got a daughter. She's 18 years old. And if someone roofied her, I'd... I'd be in prison because I'd kill the motherfucker, dude. Yeah, yeah. Anybody fucks with your kids, man. That's a whole different thing. What if it was like uh, one of your many ex-wives came to you and said, Hey, this happened last night with my... Uh, or or this, ha- or I just found out that the, the man that's, you know, our child's stepfather, you know, did this to me on our first date. How would you take that? I mean, wouldn't you be scared that he was going to do the same thing to the daughter? Yeah. So then you do view him as a sexual predator. I view him as a predator. All right. I, I'm not. I'm not going to go. But now, now we're getting into the seriousness of this email. Could she still press charges if she wanted to, or is there a statute of limitations? Well, they're in Hurricane Utah. I think every state and county and city and all that has a different time limit on these kinds of things. I mean, I know right now the story, the big story in the media is the East Area Rapist, and you know, I have a family member who was one of his victims, and she can't do anything about it now because the statute of limitations. And here she's been struggling, you know, for the last 50-some-odd years with this. There's nothing she can do about it. What, do you know the statute of limitations for Utah? As a matter of fact, I do. Oh, of course you do, fucking Mr. Know-It-All over Mr. here. Mr. Know-It-All. The statute of limitations for sex crimes in Utah. A. Simply put, Utah has no statute of limitations for most sex crimes. And they list 19 of them. Wow. But, under Utah Code 76-1-301... Two allows prosecution at any time for 19 sex crimes, including rape. Mm, I think that that falls under that. So you think? So you, I think he could. He, obviously, he can still get in trouble for it. So he's a little nervous. You know, he's not only could he lose his family, his new you know child that they're about to have, his wife, his loving wife. But his ass could go down for this. Yeah. You know? I mean... Do you... But... I mean... Do you think she'd press charges, though? Honestly? I don't know. He didn't give us anything about her and what kind of woman she is. All he says is they have great chemistry. They're in love. They're... You know, they love their family. You know, they... She even called them the next day, like nothing happened, and said, I had a great time. Like, yeah. Like, who does that? Like, this morning, I woke up butt-ass naked, hung over, and I was scared to death to call you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I get naked while he was here, or did I do it after he left? And then I was like, oh my god, he saw my giant body, naked. So I was a little nervous about calling. Yeah, I was here last night, and I did not roofie her, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I roofied myself. She roofied herself. <laughs> um, so let's talk about penalty for rape in Utah. All right. So penalty for rape in Utah. Uh, rape as a first-degree felony 
punished by five years to life in prison. Wow. For a first-time offense. Could you imagine? I mean, there's di- there, there's different there's different, and I am not advocating. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I am not advocating and saying that this guy did what he did was okay or anything like that. But there's different kinds of rape. There, oh sure. I mean, there are, there's violent rape. There's like I'm gonna follow you, break into your home. There's rape. fantasy rape. There, there That's is. That's my favorite. That's your favorite. <laughs> but there's all kinds of rape, and um. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, mommy dearest, yes. Um, I I think life is a bit freaking. Childcare. Now that's rape. Have you ever? Do you know what it costs to for a kid to go to childcare five days a week? Uh, one thousand one hundred and seventy-five dollars in Alameda County. A month. Oh wow. Yep. You're getting raped. Yep, not the good kind. Not the kind I'd want to be raped. All right, let me ask you this: We've talked about Thomas, and we've discussed him in detail. Should he be punished? I think that that should be left up to her. Okay. If if she was the only one that he did this to, it should be left up to her. If he did this more than once, it should be left up to the state. Because then he is a rapist. A serial. Serial rapist. Rapist. Yeah. Bundy. Do you think that he did it more than once? Or do you think this was an isolated incident? I think it was an isolated incident because it's clearly eating him apart. Like yeah. He's, he's, just, he's just a wreck over this. Alright, so let me ask you this. Do you believe in second chances? Yes. But not with cheating. Oh, that is a totally different radio show. Yeah, yeah. I, let's get around to that one. But, uh, i got a lot to say about that. But, uh, alright, well, alright, you, you brought it up, so let's just talk about it real quick. This is just my opinion, though. Like, um, I think people deserve second chances unless they cheat. Then they get no second chances. So do you, alright, we won't even get into that because, seriously, that is another sh- complete show. Yeah. So, um, a, a lot of women out there... Would jump on the bandwagon and be like, bitch, you need to run. Bitch, you need to go. You need to this. You need to that. Blah, 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 oh, blah, yeah, blah. I don't blame them for saying that Should either. she take the baby and run? Ooh. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say bail, girl. He lied once. Bail. That's but a big lie. Been... That's a big lie, too. It is a big lie, but you know what? It, it, it is... Uh... It's not like, well, I, I, I can't, I, no matter what I say, I'm going to sound like I'm on this guy's side. And I don't want to sound like that. But, <clears throat> do you think that she should, if she files for a divorce, you think she should be like, you know what, you can't see your kid, you can't see me, you can't have anything to do with either one of us. I'm leaving, bye, peace out. If, if she can't forgive him, yes. If she's not going to give him a second chance and she, and she can't forgive that act, hell yeah. Bail. Right? What would you do? That's a hard freaking question, man. I know, it's a tough situation, Because you guys. the kid is innocent. 
the kid had nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, but think about as a parent and finding out that your partner raped you. Like, is that the kind of, like, person you want to hand your kid over to every other weekend? Or every Wouldn't night you be, as you or, sleep in the same bed with him? Oh, God, that's a whole new show. If we sleeping start bringing with the it, enemy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's a whole new show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's not put our personal shit out there until next week. Yeah, next week. Or <laughs> tomorrow night with Joey, but if Fuka doesn't show up. All right. Um, stop. Of stop. course he's gonna show up. It's me, man. Nobody breaks a date with me, homeboy. All right. So another question: What could he do to make it up to her? Ugh. Man. If you guys have any idea on what somebody could do to get out of the doghouse for date rape, go ahead and send us a message. Yeah. That's a tough one. Please send us a message because that that is a tough one. Spend the rest of his life making it up to her, but how? How? I don't know if there's any amount of flowers, diamonds, jewelry, cars, houses... None of that shit really matters. In in the end, though, I mean... No, in the end, it doesn't even matter. Don't you start singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I mean... what What is something that she, he could give her that he can't ever give back? His time, right? Time, yeah. Time's one. Okay. But then again, like, is she gonna want that? from him or is she going to want to walk how could she be intimate with him again after knowing all this yeah I don't I don't know that's oh I think we're finally stumped I think they've stumped primal confessions I mean because you can't be intimate you can't lay in the same bed with them you can't look at them the same you can't trust them the same you're going to think that he's cheating on you you're going to think all this stuff I mean a plethora of of thoughts are going to go through your mind. You're going to get creeped out. You're going to be thinking he's like this voyeur hiding, you know, in the dark hallway of your home. And, you know, he's watching every move you make. It's going to completely change the dynamic if she knows. Every breath you take. Shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> um, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you like our podcast, please check us out at Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And if you like what you hear, then please call us. Join us on a show. 916-420-0697. Email us your confessions at primalconfessionspodcast at gmail.com. And please follow us on Facebook at Primal Confessions. Last question of the evening. What is your honest opinion about this story? Lay it on me, Mama. Fuck. I um, ask the hard questions. I know you do. Well, my honest opinion, I think he should come clean, he should tell her, and let her decide his fate from there. Whether or not she wants to maybe go to counseling with him. You know, you know, because there's going to be some kind of like there's got to be there's going to be something, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, if she's willing 
if she's willing to give him a second chance, knowing, you know, he was, you know, just a dumb little fuckboy in his 20s and he made a mistake, if that's what it was, and she wants to give him another chance because she loves their family, she's excited about the baby, she really doesn't even need this stress right now, she's pregnant, this is like a hardcore situation. So if she's willing to do that, let's say he's got to agree to counseling, they have to go to, you know, uh, marriage counseling, because it's going to be rocky finding this out, I think. Yeah. If she's willing to do that, then he needs to put in the work. But if if she just can't look past it, then she, she better fucking bail. And she better take that baby with her. My honest opinion about this is Thomas, my friend, brother... You need... This is eating you alive. And you wrote us... And obviously... It's eating you alive. Spill it. You're going to have to tell her, brother. Now, should you tell her on your one year anniversary? That's kind of a dick move. That's a big dick move. That's like breaking up over Snapchat. Breaking up is hard to do. Um, I would say tell her... And when when it, if your one year anniversary has already is coming up or has already happened, go ahead and tell her, because what's going to happen is you're going to drink one night because this has happened to me. I had my one of, one of my ex wives. Um, they were drinking tequila one night or one day as we were having fun at a local pub. In Orangeville, and they came up and she goes, I got something I need to tell you. I cheated on you when I was in Texas. Ooh. And I cheated on you. I don't remember if it was three or four people, but she said that, because um, I, I, I'd already, like, you know, she thought I broke up with her. She thought that she never was going to see me again. She was doing it out of survival. Um, it sucked. It didn't mean anything to her. And she told me, and um, I was I was fine with it because um, it was something that happened while we were broke up. It was something that happened. Uh, I knew she was in a bad situation, and so I was like, okay, whatever. But I'm telling you, Thomas, my friend, it's gonna come out whether you're drinking one night or not. Because it's eating you alive, brother. Or else you would not have wrote us. So, I would say, go ahead and tell her. Absolutely, I agree with you. Tell her. Accept your fate. You gotta suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. Is there anything else, Ashley, that you would like to add to this? Or any questions, comments, concerns? uh, Anything that you would like to tell Thomas before we go? I think you should wait until after the baby is born to tell her, only because I, when I was pregnant with my kids, I was going through a custody battle, and with, with my second, I fell all the time. I would just fall down, and it turns out that there was so much stress in my life, because, you know, I was going through this custody battle, that it was fucking shit up for me, and I kept falling and having to go to the emergency room while I was seven, eight, nine months pregnant. Wow. And so, don't, you know, make sure that she is completely taken care of during this pregnancy. After the baby comes out, I think that's when you should tell her. I know that that's going to be crazy because now you have a baby in the mix, 
But if you tell her beforehand, you know, there could be complications and that's your child, you need to do the right thing. Yeah, and we don't want any complications during pregnancy because I've, I've had to deal with that myself too. Not that I've been pregnant, but I've gotten sure. a few. I've got a few people pregnant in life. A few. That's laughable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four people, maybe? That I know of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was waiting for, the punchline that, that I know, know of. of. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for listening to our show. As always, without you, we would not even be here. And if anyone wants to sponsor our show or be a sponsor on the show, give me a call, 916-420-0697. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next week. Stay primal. Stay primal, y'all.